0: Welcome to the All Around Joe Podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. How's everybody doing today? I hope you're doing fantastic. I'm inside today listening to the rain pound the window here in Seattle. It is a stormy, rainy day outside, but hopefully the mountains are getting a dump of snow. Today, I am taking some listener questions, and the three questions that we're going to address on this podcast are, number one, do I need to work out to be healthy, essentially? Number two, can I be fat and healthy, which is a great question, and number three, is about intermittent fasting and workouts and how you should plan the eating around intermittent fasting and workouts and what do you do if you have had a workout and it's within the window that you should be fasting. So we're going to address those questions on this podcast. So hang with me. But first, we're going to talk about the partners that I have for this podcast, which I cannot live without and help me to produce more and more podcasts like this. The first partner that I'm going to talk about is the whoop strap at whoop.com. The whoop strap is an always on activity tracker that I always have on. It is waterproof. You can wear it in the shower. You have it on when you sleep. And what it does is it gives you a recovery score. And why is that important? Because if you're a hard charger like me, or you just want to get better at what you're doing, your workouts, your work, know when you can be like top-notch, ready to go, you need something to give you feedback. We can't just figure it out. Our brains do not work that way. So as an example, I know that if I train really hard, or even if maybe I don't feel like I train hard, the whoop is taking a strain score from my body, because it's always on. And that strain st- score is made up of my HRV, my heart rate. It can track how well I'm sleeping so it knows you know when you're resting. And it also has the machine learning background. So the more that you wear it, the more accurate it gets for your particular body. So if I'm going through a workout and I may, let's say, like for example, a workout that I had last week, I didn't feel like I worked all that hard and I thought that I slept well based off of my feeling. But when I woke up, I had a red activity score, or I'm sorry, a red recovery score, which meant that I should not push my body to stress that particular day. I wouldn't have known otherwise. And so if I follow these incremental cues, if you will, then I found that I can keep myself primed more often than not. And I can do little things. I can put in like... uh, meditation and I can take naps and see how it gets affected over time. It's really, really interesting. So if you're looking to optimize your body, check out whoop at whoop.com. And if you want a hundred bucks off, you can use the code all around Joe, super stoked on it. I wear it all the time. All of my top athletes are using it. The other partner that I'd like to talk about today is Perfect Amino by Body Health. This is the supplement that when people ask me about what I'm taking or what I feel like is the most important thing for recovery, it's the Perfect Amino by Body Health. The reason is this Perfect Amino is the essential amino acids that your body needs to not only repair muscle tissue, but all kinds of tissues in our body. So if our body has trouble digesting the proteins, which get broken down to amino acids in our body, then we're not going to be able to recover as fast as we would like to. And if we don't recover as fast and we don't feel as good, we don't feel as good that we don't want to do as much, you get the point. So check out Perfect Amino and you can check it out by going to allaroundjoe.com slash perfectamino. And if you use the code, again, Joe, you get yourself 10% off. So I highly recommend Perfect Amino for anybody that wants to recover faster or feel better or if they have any digestive problems with protein, Or also, if you're a vegetarian, this might be a good way of supplementing extra protein into your diet. So that's what I've got for my partners today, and we're going to jump into the questions. And I want to thank those of you that have submitted questions to the podcast so that we can get those questions, those burning questions answered for you. Like I mentioned earlier, the first question is, do I need to work out? And the long part of that is, do I need to work out to be healthy and lose weight? So first off, we need to define what health is. So we're going to define what health is to you, we're going to define what health is to the common you know, U.S. practice, we're going to define what health is to me, which is probably going to be a little different. By the standard definition of what health is, a, by most doctors in the United States, hopefully not around the world, hopefully this is just the United States that are kind of messed up like this, but it... What they define health as is without disease. So if you want to call yourself healthy by the normal standard, walking around by saying, hey, I'm without disease, or at least I'm without the diseases that I've been tested for or that we can identify, then great. Yeah, go with that. You'd probably, you would probably, well, may, you may or may not need to exercise in order to have that definition of health. And do you need to exercise in order to lose weight? No, you could just starve yourself and you will lose weight. Your body will burn all kinds of tissue. It will burn, you know, fat and muscle. Unfortunately, if you want to feel good and look good, you have to have your body be in optimal conditioning, meaning by having your muscles, by having low body fat percentage. And, oh yeah, do you want to feel good? That's another important part. So, if you're asking... Or if your definition of health is to be without disease, nope, you don't probably need to work out. Although working out for pretty much everybody will help them to be without disease. So in the all-around Joe world, the definition or the traditional definition of health blows big time, if you know what I mean. The question that you should be asking is, can you be as healthy as possible without exercising? And the answer that I have to that is a big hell no, you cannot be as healthy as possible without exercising. The way that our body works is it's constantly looking for <clears throat> excuse me, stressors that are going to force it to respond or change. So the body is pretty much this machine that if you stress it in a certain way or certain ways, it gets better at those stressors. And just a side note, you can take it too far. So let's say that, you know, you decide that you want to stress the heck out of your body. So you're going to work out every hour of the day for, you know, the next year, you will probably take your body too far and it will not be able to keep up with the stressors that you're providing it. But if you provide it with the right amount of stressors, then your body is going to be able to keep up and recover and it's going to be constantly moving itself towards a better place, meaning more health. It meaning that, let's say, for example, your body is going to be able to utilize sugars or you know carbohydrates better because you're exercising more your body is going to be able to move better and feel better and distribute energy more effectively throughout your body throughout your brain so that you can think better so that you can feel better so that your body's systems run better because if you just don't do anything then the systems start to shut down and work less well because the body doesn't have a stimulus or a reason for those systems to work well. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense to you. And exercising is something that our bodies are built to do. Why? Well, the reason that we have all this muscle is so that we can actually move and get things done, right? So that we can uh, run from the tiger and that we can lift the thing that we need to lift and all of that is encompassed by why we can move and why we can do these things. And we evolved to that. Unfortunately, or fortunately, how you want to look at it, in this day and age, we don't necessarily need to do those movements in order to survive. We can just sit in our couch or at our desk and we can have people deliver food for us, water for us. Shoot, we probably, you know, the only movement we really need to do is walking down the hallway to go to the bathroom from all that food and water. So when it comes down to it, we have to put ourselves into this quote-unquote workout or exercise zone in order to stimulate our body to be as healthy as it possibly can be. So the all-around Joe definition for health requires you to work out to get the most out of your health, so that you, and you should want the most out of your health because you will feel the best if you are the most healthy that you can possibly be. And you should constantly be thinking about how you can optimize being the most healthy that you can possibly be. And sometimes that changes, and that's the interesting thing about the body and how it responds to things. So, an example of that is if you do push ups every single day or your push ups every single workout, your body is going to stop getting good at push ups, but you have to mix it up. Right? Your body is constantly going like, all right, you're gonna do 10 push ups a day, every day, cool. I'm gonna get, at first, I'm gonna to respond to that, and then I'm gonna stop responding to it because it's gonna get as good as it thinks it can or it needs to be for those particular push ups. Then it's going to find an, a homeostasis or a safe place or a comfortable place for itself. And it's just going to hang out there. So you have to increase or keep thinking about what the stimulus is that you're going to provide so that you keep your body having to react and respond and get better within that stimulus that you're providing. So we should always be thinking about these interesting things. And it kind of goes back to why I was so attracted to CrossFit at first because the constantly varied thing. It's really interesting And what I noticed in my life is once I got out of the bodybuilding, quote unquote, routines that you would do and started doing the constantly varied training, my body started adapting way faster than it ever did before, like incredibly fast. And to the point where it's like the amount of fat that I was burning and the amount of muscle that I was able to maintain and even put on was so much more than if I stayed in this traditional kind of you know, sets and reps routine. And I'm sure you could mix things up enough so that you in a bodybuilding style routine so that you could get a similar result and not call it CrossFit. But CrossFit, that's just like how it works. That's how, you know, the the design of it. So, you know, I'm not saying that you have to do quote unquote CrossFit, but the constantly varied thing also along with, you know, the using big multi-joint movements and using high intensity, those things, that combination just helps you to get results really, really quickly for a long period of time. So I think I've exhausted that question of, do you need to be, or you need to work out to be healthy and lose weight? So there was kind of two answers to that. And I hope that those answers were sufficient for you. So hell no, You do not need to, but hell yes, you should want to, because you want to be as healthy as possible. All right, next question. Can I be fat and healthy? Is it possible to be overweight and healthy? That's the question. And I think just like the last question, we have to define what overweight is before that we can even come back and answer this question. And there are all kinds of different measurements of what overweight is. There's the BMI, which is a height to weight ratio. There's body fat testing. There's even general media trends, right? Like people in the media decide or get to decide what we consider overweight. And then there's also your doctor's opinion, which sometimes they just have their own opinion of that, which is interesting to me. So you have to decide what your definition of overweight is. For me, it's a combination of things, okay? I think that our bodies are designed to have a certain amount of body fat. And if we indulge too much or we get out of whack with our exercise and our nutrition programs, then we will tend to gain body fat more than our bodies need. But you also have to take into account how you actually want yourself to look and what makes you feel good. So if you can get to a point where you're optimizing the way that you feel, and that also makes you feel good because you're looking good. And if you, you, that being said, you also have to have a healthy impression of what looking good is. So we could talk about that where there was a while, maybe people are still doing it, where there was a while that's super skinny, people thought that's what looked good but it was incredibly unhealthy. So, if you have a healthy definition of what looks good and makes you feel good because of that, then we talk about, you know, your energy levels and what makes you feel the best with re with taking into account how much body fat you actually have. So, can fat can you be fat and healthy? You know, mm, maybe a little, you could be a little bit over fat and you could be healthy, right? Like different athletes have hold on to different amounts of body fat in order to do their particular sport. Or they think that because of that, they are able to perform better at their particular sport. And it probably there's, in my opinion, there's a range, right? So you can probably be Let's say you have an ideal and let's say that that ideal for your body is, you know, let's say if you're a man, it's like 10% body fat. Let's say if you're a woman, it's like 15% body fat. And then you have a, you know, you could go a range from like 8 to 12 would still be pretty healthy for you as a man or, you know, 13 to 17 would be pretty healthy for you as a woman. So that would be, in my opinion, your healthy range. And it takes into account several different things. Like I said, how do you feel is a very, very big one, right? Are you holding on to too much body weight from fat that is putting extra stress on your body? Because fat tissue is going to require your body to work more or work harder in order to just maintain the amount of fat tissue that you have. And fat in our bodies is designed to be an energy storage So we should be utilizing and making sure that we are utilizing our energy, quote-unquote body fat, in order to fuel the body for energy. If that's not happening, if you're not exercising enough to get that done, that's something that you need to start doing. You need to change your diet in order to fuel your body properly through that body fat. And the truth is, once you get yourself into a routine and the habits that will produce those results, it's actually not hard. It, you, you find that your body is just going to burn through that body fat quickly and easily. And you got yourself into the a typical American rut of how to gain body fat quickly. And it's amazing how certain ways of living can help you to gain body fat incredibly fast. So it's also amazing that there are ways to burn body fat incredibly fast and be incredibly healthy and Uh, in that zone of health and energy that you want to be and disease-free in so easy that people don't follow it. And I think it's mostly the trends that we have and the things that we learn in our everyday life. Just a side story, my mom actually told me recently that she gets to teach a nutrition class to her students, her junior high-ish level students, and I thought it was so cool because you can actually mold these kids and get the, the chance to teach them things that they should know for the rest of their lives and they should be considering. And I actually wrote my mom this really long text message about what I think that they should be learning and what they need to know. And the truth of the matter is that they have to have enough knowledge that they can make informed decisions about what they're putting in their mouth. And I think that that is the, the thing that most people lacked is that, you know, they didn't have any idea that eating those Cheetos what they, was it going to do or what they even were made up of or didn't even consider it. So it's our job, it's my job, it's teacher's job in order to inform people of what those particular nutrients are doing to their body when they put them into their mouth. And then they can make the decision, oh yeah, I know that this is going to potentially spike my blood sugar and potentially burn or put on more body fat because I'm eating these Cheetos and I'm going to make the decision to do it or I don't want to have that happen so I'm going to make the decision to not do it and that they are actually informed and knowing what they're doing so getting back to can I be healthy or fat and healthy you know I think that there's a certain range that you can be quote unquote fat and healthy and we have to like the definition of fat is going to be a little bit different for everybody and I just wanted to quickly debunk BMI is total crap so if a doctor tries to tell you that you're overweight because of your height to weight ratio, tell him to, tell him to suck it. Tell them that that's so much bullshit. Um, I'm currently overweight right now for my height and I am six foot one, about 200 pounds, uh, probably 8% body fat or less. Who knows? Um, I don't usually test that. Uh, it's not important to me, but the, BMI is not something that you want to follow. I recently had a, an actually advanced level athlete tell me the other day that she was at her doctor's office and the doctor was looking down at her chart telling her that she was overweight. And she told the doctor, um, are you looking at me because I do CrossFit like five days a week, you know, plus a running program and I'm advanced at it. And if you took a look at me, you'd see that I am muscular. And then the reason that I'm holding on to this extra weight is because of my muscle and it's not the body fat levels. So anybody that's trying to tell you that BMI is applicable to someone who's working out, it's not at all. I mean, there's probably studies that have been shown that BMI is helpful if you're in the right BMI range to prevent disease if you're not working out. But every single person that is got their shit together and is putting on muscle mass the way that they should be, um, assuming that you're not like a long distance runner are going to have your BMI out of whack. It's going to be too high and your doctor should know that and they should never tell you otherwise. So if any doctor's listening, get on board. Come on guys. Actually, if you're listening and you have this, you should go work out yourself and get yourself out of the BMI Zone so that you can see what your body actually looks like when it's healthy. So, can you be overweight and health and health or overweight or fat and healthy? I don't really think that it's something that you want to even consider. I think that you should get yourself into the body weight or body fat zone that is the most healthy for you in particular. And like I said, it's going to be a little bit different for everybody going into you know where you have the most energy. If you're looking for numbers, like I said, 8 to 12 percent for men or you know, 13 to 17% body fat for women. And that can be a little bit lower. Everybody's genetics is or a little bit higher and everybody's genetics are going to be a little bit different in that. But you have to get there in order to feel what it feels like and how it is to maintain that and how your body moves and feels in order for you to make that judgment. I don't think that everyone is created equal. So we can't all follow this, you know, all men should be 10% body fat and that should be great for them. Um, it just doesn't work that way. But you want to get yourself into that zone to feel see what it feels like. And it is important that you are in that area in order to be or optimize the health that you have. So I hope that answered your question. If you have any questions or comments as it relates to that, you can put them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com slash 120. That's allaroundjoe.com slash 120. And take a a quick break here in before we answer the last question. And please note that it totally helps me out if you go over to iTunes and give me a rating and review for this podcast, because every five star review that I get helps my podcast to be popped up into the the iTunes algorithm and shown to more people, the more people that I can get this podcast to, the more I can teach them about making quality decisions around their health and fitness so that they can feel better, live longer, pass that down to the next generation and make the world a better place. So please, please give me a rating and review. I would really, really appreciate it. And as a thank you, or as a free gift, I can also give you the top five supplements that I cannot live without. It's a PDF that I've created and pretty much all of them, maybe all but one have a discount for you. If you go get that, it's at allaroundjoe.com slash top five, go to allaroundjoe.com slash top five, to get the top five supplements that I cannot live without uh, on a PDF. And there is a discount code for almost all of those supplements. So run over, check that out and uh, let me know if you have any questions. So the last question that I'm going to answer today has to do with intermittent fasting. And intermittent fasting seems to be like this incredible fad right now or trend that people are going are getting into. And it is interesting because there is some research that shows how it is very positive. And I've also talked to people and tested it myself in the... It, you know, what is it actually doing for us, right? Is it helping us to burn more body fat? Is it helping us to have our um, blood glucose levels in a more optimized place? Is it helping to have our uh, fat profiles in a more optimized place? Is it helping us to have more energy? So I can tell you in my personal experience, the intermittent fasting is something that helps me to mostly have more brain power and energy throughout the day. So I've found that if I hold off on eating for 14 to 16 hours, which is the typical intermittent fasting window, then I do not have any kind of slumps in my energy level. So my brain power is optimized. My body feels great and full of energy all the way through the morning and into the afternoon. And that's What's most important to me is optimizing that and why I use it. I haven't really noticed personally, and I just got some blood work back, uh, that it's really changing or optimizing that much of my blood glucose or fat panels. That didn't really change it all that much. But the amount of energy that I feel is totally 110% worth it to consider this op- optimizing your body and doing the intermittent fasting. So the question as it relates to intermittent fasting, now that I'm done blabbing about what it is, um, the intermittent fasting, or the question is, if I am intermittent fasting and have to work out at night, should I still eat afterwards even though it is after my eating window? It's a good question because we all are hearing that we need to eat after we work out in order to optimize our recovery. But here's here's the kicker for this particular question if you are trying to intermittent fast and you work out at night, technically, if you are going to eat after your workout, then you have to just wait at least that 14 hours before you would eat again in this particular case. So you could just adjust your intermittent fasting for that particular day that you had the workout or you could plan ahead and you could have your meal or your shake or whatever before you worked out, which has been shown to also be very positive in the recovery process. So you don't always have to have your nutrition after you work out necessarily. There has been some very positive effects shown to having your nutrition before you work out, as long as it's not going to mess with your stomach. So, for example, I I take about 10 Perfect Aminos right at the start of my workout, In order to start the recovery process immediately. Does that make sense? So even as you're breaking down your tissue, their body is already flooded with those amino acids to help repair it. So the answer to your question, you would not be intermittent fasting if you did eat that meal after your workout and then you kept your current schedule. So you were eating in a less than 14 hour window. You would just the, question, the answer to the question is you would not be intermittent fasting in that case. So what should you do? I would say that you should either um, eat beforehand and not worry about eating after if intermittent fasting is your number one goal. Or eat after your workout but then push that 14-hour window a little bit later the next day and stay in your intermittent fasting window. Or and, and then if we go ahead and talk about what's most important to you. So if intermittent fasting is the most important thing to you, um, whether it be optimizing your energy levels or losing body fat or whatever that may be, then go ahead and don't eat after your workout and make sure the optimized for intermittent fasting. If performance is your goal, then I would say eat and don't worry as much about the intermittent fasting and get it in when you can. The other thing to consider is that, like I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, our bodies are constantly trying to adapt to things and change is a good thing for our bodies. So if we are intermittent fasting and it's exactly the same all the time, then our bodies are going to give us less results when we do that. And I'm not saying it needs to be changed up every single day by any means. And I think that routine can be a good thing. But if, for example, you know, you've been intermittent fasting for a couple of months and you have a friend in town, they want to go get pancakes in the morning, but your intermittent fasting and it doesn't obviously work for you at all to eat pancakes in the morning, uh, go ahead and, you know, that's fine. Go do it. And then just hop right back to your intermittent fasting the next day. And having those strange little things that pop into your diet, into your workout, all, of, all of the above can help you in the long run. And can it, it can add relief to your brain as well because being really tight with our, with our schedules and with what we're trying to accomplish all the time can lead to burnout. And we don't want the burnout and we want our body to have to adapt to these things that we're trying to do because it's really cool when we get extra results by doing weird things like having pancakes in the morning once every couple of months, you know, or some, and I'm not necessarily saying pancakes. It could be anything else. It could be, you know, just going out to breakfast and actually eating type of thing, Uh, whatever it may be. You know, Christmas comes around, I'm going to eat that big egg and bread dish that my family makes, even though it's not going to be optimizing my intermittent fasting for that particular day. But I've been intermittent fasting, you know, for the last couple of months straight. So it doesn't you know it's not going to be that big of a deal so i hope that answers your question if you have any questions comments or concerns like i mentioned before i would highly appreciate it if you put them in the show notes at allaroundjoe.com/120 that's allaroundjoe.com slash 120. And if you have any questions that you would like to have answered on the podcast, you can put them in the show notes or head over to my Facebook page at allaroundjoe.com. I'm sorry. I'm stuck on saying allaroundjoe. Facebook.com slash allaroundjoe. That's facebook.com slash Joe. Highly appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. Please remember to rate and review and to check out my top five supplements that I cannot live without. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. I will see you on the next podcast.